right. Um, we are not having art class tonight, but I do want to share something that God... Well, actually, I heard John Piper talk a little bit about it. I cannot tell you what all he said, but I'll tell you what I got from it in a few minutes. Very elementary compared to what he said. But um, we're going to continue tonight in Ephesians. We're going to be in chapter 3. Um, we've been talking about Paul writing to um, the people in Ephesus and how he is really encouraging them um, on into chapter 3 about, you know, um, the Jew and the Gentile. And in chapter 1, Keith talked about how, it, you know, the gospel and what we're here to do is not based on our feelings or emotions, you know. Um, it's not about us. It's about what we've been called to do as children of God. And last week when Kenny was talking, you know, he was talking about how, what are we doing for other people? Are we stepping out and are we, you know, praying for our brothers and sisters? Are we reaching out to people who look different than us and who it feels different to reach out to certain people and how uh, we're all in the body of Christ together and, and the world at large, it is our responsibility as bearers of the truth of God to go and share that with other people. And so, for the past two weeks, I've been, I was really, really sick, okay? And so, I don't do feeling down very well, and I don't do being sick very well. So, I'm laying in the bed for like 13 days almost, almost constant doctors twice, you know, and I start, like, all I could think about was myself and how I was feeling. I was like, why is this happening to me? What if I never, like, after, like, day four, I was like, what if I never feel like myself again? Like, is this it? Is this what it's come to? I'm bedridden now? Like, I'm, it was terrible. I mean, it was just terrible. And then, like, by day eight, I was like, okay, I'm tired of thinking about myself. And so, like, my whole body was hurting by that time from laying around. It was literally awful. And so I started, it was like God laid people on my heart that really deal with chronic pain, sickness, you know, families that are caretakers of people that are really sick or down, you know. And I just started praying for people that I knew personally, you know, that really were struggling, not that had, like, an ear infection like me, but I mean, like for real, sick. And and then so I, I just began to think about people in different situations, you know, and how I was so focused on myself that that's really all I could concentrate on was what was bothering me, what I wanted to be up doing, would I ever feel right again, you know. And I, I was thinking... As I was studying for this, I, I was thinking that we're oftentimes like that in our lives. You know, we're so focused on what we have going on, you know, work issues or, you know, sickness or schoolwork or, you know, things coming up, um, you know, school's almost out, what are we going to do for summer? And we're just so consumed with ourselves that the larger world around us kind of, is kind of in a fog because of everything we have going on. And so I've been convicted about that lately because I guess it all started with near infection and then here we are tonight. So finally, Saturday, I started feeling like myself again. So thank you, Lord, for that. And um, 
so I, I wanted to share this. Okay, so kind of just to get our mind focused on what the overview would be, I guess. Okay, so this is a painting. Okay, and it, it, this is Marley's masterpiece, but we're not talking about that. This is just a visual to get your mind going. Okay, so um, I was listening to a sermon by John Piper, like I said, and he was, he was talking about how the world, creation, you and I, we are part of this enormous picture that God is painting, okay? Imagine it like that. God's masterpiece, God's world, God's creation, God's plan. And in that, we, we see people doing things like Kenny's the pastor, or we see a missionary, or, you know, somebody moving off to pour into a part of the world, you know, because God has called them. And then maybe all you're doing is, you know, going to school every day, you feel like you're not doing anything, you know. But the whole point is, you've got brushes like this, okay, you, pastor, that's a big brush right there, you know. That covers a lot of ground, that affects a lot of people, and that does a lot of things for God's kingdom. And then you've got, you know, um, you've got a missionary, still big, going places, doing things. They sometimes even feel like their work doesn't matter. We all do. And then you've got somebody doing something that feels like this. So insignificant. You're trying to bloom where you're planted. You're trying to do the best you can for God, but you literally are just pouring into your kids or, you know, your parents or something like that. Or you're just trying to live and, and tell people that God puts in your path about him and you never see any results for yourself. And you feel like God can't do anything with you because you can only cover this much. But the whole point is, not a single stroke is wasted in God's plan. Every one of us has a part to play. Every one of us has an impact to make. Not everybody is meant to do the big strokes. It takes every single person to reach every corner of the world to get the gospel to every people group out there. So don't ever think that what you're doing, if you are obedient to Christ and you are living the way God has called you to live, don't ever question if God can use you or if what you're doing matters because it does matter. And nothing God ever calls us to do is ever wasted, even if we never see the result on earth. And that really, really hit me because I feel like that a lot of times. And it was like God was saying, don't make this about you. It's not about you. It's not about what you're doing. You just do what I call you to do and give me the glory for everything. And so I felt like maybe somebody else needed to hear that too. So um, we're going to pick up in chapter 3. And I'm just going to kind of give you a little bit of, uh, about what's going on before I start reading. Um, because I don't want to read the whole thing. Um, so we know Paul is writing this letter to his friends in Ephesus from prison, okay? He had gone there um, to Ephesus, which was like the capital city in Rome. It was like um, kind of like um, really hustle and bustle, kind of like the hub of everything, multicultural, 
um, just buzzing with activity all the time. And he had gone there, his second and third missionary uh, journey, and now he was in prison. So he's sending them a letter. This is years later, okay? And um, he starts out saying, you know, um, everything that, that Keith and Kenny has already talked about. And he's, he's reflecting back on what we heard last week. When he thinks about all this, um, he he. He considers his position. He considers the message he has, his responsibility and his privilege to remind the people at Ephesus that have heard the truth to remember that it is not only for Jewish people, it's for Gentiles too. And that when we accept Christ, we are in God's family just like the Jewish people have been promised that they are, you know, God's chosen people. It's this that we're adopted into that family. So he's reminding them of all this. And he even reiterates in verse 8 that he, he feels like he's the least deserving of anybody to be uh, telling about Christ, to be um, giving God's message because he considers himself to be the chief of all sinners because he murdered Christians. I mean, he approved of Stephen's murder and, and tons of other Christians. And he, he was saying, you know, to God be the glory, you know, he's using me. And it's a privilege to suffer for him. It's a privilege for us to get to speak his name, give him glory, and tell others about him. And so when we're consumed with ourselves and when we're thinking about everything we're going through, just count it a joy to be able to know that you can call on the name of the Lord and he listens to us and we have the privilege of being truth bearers of, of Christ and what he has done. And there is a world out there that is so hungry for the truth and so hopeless and we have that hope within us and, and we've been called to share that truth with the world. And I'm going to pick up in verse 14 and start reading. Uh, he says, When I think of all this... I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow deep, will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand all as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we may ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Marley, on the way here, she was, I, I said, I feel nervous. And she said, why are you nervous? You never get nervous. And I was like, I don't know. But I think I realized sitting over there why I feel nervous about this. Because I don't want my words or me stumbling over my words to get in the way of how important this is because I feel like we as a body we we hear this all the time we're you know most of us are here most of the time 
And I feel like we hear the truth so much that sometimes it just kind of, you know, it's just another week that we hear another message. But this is so important because we are called to encourage each other the way Paul is encouraging these believers. And when we feel like we're alone in the fight or alone in our life or we're going through something that we feel like nobody should know about, so we're alone in that, the enemy can really, really tear us down and make us feel like we truly are alone. And that's not a place that we should ever let each other get to. Um, There was God, I know God did it. He laid somebody on my heart last week. So I reached out to him and I just said, hey, I feel in my heart that you're struggling and I want you to know that I love you, I see you, and I'm praying for you. And they were. And I felt like that's for each other. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to tell each other scripture, encourage each other with God's word, and lift each other up. And then, just like we were just talking, you know, well, we say it all the time, we get filled up here. We lift each other up in here, and then we go out. It's not the world's responsibility to come in here. It's our responsibility to go out there, just like they have said so many times. So if we're just absorbing everything for ourselves, 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 we're thinking about ourselves and 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 oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and you know, I know all about God's word and you keep it to yourself, how terrible is that? How terrible is that? To know the truth and keep it to yourself. That's worse than not knowing the truth at all. When you know the truth, you're responsible for what you know. And when God places somebody in your path, he's put them in your path. It's not up to somebody else. Don't call Kenny and say, I don't know what to say. Study this book and figure out what you're supposed to say. Ask God what you're supposed to say. We come in here to learn how to stand on our own two feet when we're out there. So uh, when he says... I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Today, I was, I've been so convicted about this. I just started praying for people and like repenting because I have not done that more. And I think that we all need to be aware that we are called to pray and lift up each other. If we are one body for one purpose, we're called to be accountable to each other and to lift each other up and to be there and to pray for each other like that, not like God is great, God is good, be with everybody, amen. That's not a prayer. That's not a prayer. This is just not a prayer. I mean, I'm talking about getting alone And asking God to lay somebody on your heart that you can really pour your heart out praying for them and invest in them too. Don't just keep it to yourself. Let them know that you're praying on their behalf. You're begging God for them. And and He will. 
He will lay somebody on your heart or put somebody in your path. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. When you accept Christ as your Savior, you have not arrived. You have just begun. You have to grow in the knowledge and the grace of Jesus Christ. You have to study his word, and you have to not rely on the prayers of your grandmother and the words of your pastor and, um, you know, the small group leader telling you what the message was about. That is on you. Your relationship with God is yours, and you alone will stand before him one day and answer for your life, not any of us. And it is something to think about, and it is something not to take lightly. I know y'all are kids, and I know there's every age group in here, but it's serious. And if you say that you walk with Christ, don't take that lightly, because it's not something to take lightly. Um, and so I just, I'll close, I'll close with this. Um, you know, this bothers me. I'm sorry if somebody in here does it, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I am, but, um, and I know there are true needs, so I'm not picking this little thing saying this is wrong. I'm saying you'll get the idea. When somebody never talks about the Lord except when it's convenient, and they wonder where God is when something bad happens, like nothing bad should ever happen to them. And then, like, you know, they get um, a new ring, and they say, God is so good. Don't do that. That's not a blessing. Don't do that. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I had to get that off my chest. Okay, and so, um, but but in this verse, this that's why I thought of it, because now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. That's not give me everything I want in life. That's not, oh, you know, I have favor. I got the front parking place at the store. That's not what that's about. Glory to God. Our life is an offering to God. We get, to, we, we get to serve God. God does not need us. I mean, you know that, right? He could do everything that he has planned and never have created one human being. In fact, in this same chapter, I didn't read it, but I did study it. Um, in verse 6, it says, And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. And he says um, in verse 3, sorry, let me back up. As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now by his spirit he has re revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. He says in verse 10, God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom 
in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. God has done everything he's done to show his wisdom, his infinite wisdom, and his perfect plan that he's carried out through Jesus for not us in our little lifetime, but for all those in the heavenly places. And this was in John Piper's little excerpt I barely understood too, that it is about the angels, the bad ones, and the good ones to stand in awe at his holy, divine wisdom and to know that he is in ultimate control, that he is perfect, his plan is perfect, and no power on earth or in heaven can change or stop him. So he does not need us. But he, in all his grace and mercy, has redeemed us to himself through Jesus' sacrifice for us because of his great love. And he has called us to go and share the truth to the rest of the world that don't know. And whether you're in prison or you're at the bank or you're a nurse or you're a fireman or you own your own business... It's a privilege to call on the name of the Lord and know that he listens. And it is a privilege to share that with other people that don't know. And so I just challenge everybody the way I've been challenged this week to get my eyes off myself so much and look at the true calling of our life as Christians. And it is about the rest of the world. And it is about God in his holy wisdom who has allowed us to be here tonight, to hear the truth week after week, and to absorb that and take it out into this world. The people who are starving for love and truth, and to know that just because they're different or they don't know something or they're, they're completely wrong about who they think God is, it's okay because we're coming in love to tell them the truth. Let me pray. Father, um, God, I thank you for, for your word and for the truth of your word. I pray that, Lord, you will make sense of what I said. Lord, I, I pray that we'll be changed by your word and we won't just casually listen and not be changed. I thank you for, Lord, the grace and the love that we, like, like Paul said, we can't fully comprehend it. We, we can't. But God, to the, to the degree that you've allowed us to understand, Lord, I pray that we won't take it for granted and we will we'll have a seeking heart 
and a longing inside our heart that we can't let go of, Lord, until we just get more and more and more of you and we take it out into the world, Lord, here and everywhere else, God. I just pray that we will be aware of the doors that you open and we'll just boldly walk through them, Lord, knowing that it's not about us. It's about bringing glory to you. God, I thank you for this place. And I thank you. I thank you for the privilege of being able to speak your word tonight. I just thank you for loving us. In your name I pray. Amen.